Hey, witches. Welcome back to the Witch the Vote podcast with Paige and Erica. I'm Paige. I'm Erica. And you guys are great because you've been rating and reviewing us on iTunes enough that I've actually been getting like spam from fake chart websites and stuff. So we're obviously getting noticed. (laughs) You're doing a great job. By all the right folks. Um, (laughs) um, So yeah, thank you so much for doing that. That's that's really like the best way that you can help us um, and help other witches find us is by rating us five stars and leaving a review, which can be an actual review or it can just be communication we just would love it to hear it could be a rhyme you. it could be a spell ooh yeah spells would be cool tell us your your big 3 astrological signs whatever you know we just we want to hear from you we like you share our instagram posts and stories yeah you know we really appreciate that for everybody who spread who's, the word yeah for everybody who's done that so far really appreciate that um it also helps us like find more people that we should interview and talk to and collaborate with. So you guys are really making this um, a very magical project. So thank you for that. And like, let's get to know each other better. Yeah. Um, you're going to get to know us pretty well today because it's it's just the two of us today. Um, we wanted to bring you something a little more easily digestible since this week has been very traumatizing in the world of nightmare lizard person oligarchical government news mm-hmm. <laughs> um, i think that sums it up mm-hmm. um so mm-hmm. our episode today is just going to be which the vote listicle style um, <laughs> <laughs> um 10 ways to get involved while you're waiting to cast your vote this is our first listicle. This might be my first listicle in general. Oh my gosh. I, you know, maybe it's the millennial in me, but I do love a listicle. Oh, I same. I didn't even think about this, this that way, but it's perfect. Okay. So should we get into it? Yeah, here we go. So number one, and it sounds really simple, but it's something that is actually really hard, is like isolate one thing that you're really passionate about or one thing that you're really anxious about and start looking on like the dreaded Facebook and just online and on Instagram for local organizations that are addressing those things. Like if you're doing some some deep ancestor work and you have like my my ancestors um, were passengers on the Mayflower, so I like to look into as many local Native groups as possible to get involved with supporting them and helping them because that's, you know, an easy one isolated thing um, to choose. Or if you're really passionate about reproductive rights and you're really scared about all of these abortion bans that are happening, getting involved with local abortion funds or you know, organizations that are supporting independent clinics or offering rides or escorts. Yeah, because do y'all know that there are organizations literally that just like assist women getting abortions who like might not have access to them? So these are people who drive. I actually know um, a couple of my friends uh, do this work and they'll drive hundreds of miles to pick up a girl who maybe lives in a state that doesn't, that, you know, is pro-life and bring her to a clinic where they can get that service performed. So that's like such an easy practical way to like see how what you're doing or what you might be donating makes a difference. It makes a direct impact. A direct impact, like person to person, like 
old school, let's get back to just helping each other out kind of, you know, hey, I'm going to pay for the gas for this escort, this clinic escort to come and get this person that needs a ride. Right? Yeah, totally. I mean, it it kind of is like that idea of we don't need everybody doing everything perfectly. We need everybody doing what they can to the best of their abilities. Um, and there's something for everybody to do. <laughs> there really yeah. is. If you're, you know, s- environmental sustainability is your thing. I mean, just go out and pick up trash on the beach, you know, get some friends together and do that or get some friends together and petition your city council to put more you know, waste receptacles or signage or, you know, extra shifts on the park management so that these things can happen. You know, there's little things. It doesn't have to be everything. It can be one, one thing. (laughs) One of the first things I started doing was donating to a local cat shelter, Gifford Cats. We love them. And it was like, in a time where it was in a simpler time, I will say that, but in a time where, you know, I did want to be doing some good in the world and I truly didn't know where to start. And it was like this, it was like, oh, well, what do I really love? I love cats. (laughs) And, and there are horrible things that happen to cats and blah, 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 blah. Where can I throw some money at? And so I've been donating a little bit a month to them for years. And again, it's like a small, small amount that now I don't even feel, right? But who knows what that money helps them do? I mean, they do send you like a letter that says like, you helped us save 716 cats this year. (laughs) Um, So it can even be that, you know, if if you just truly want to stay even like apolitical in your activism, which I don't know why you're here, but (laughs) (laughs) but maybe donate to the animals, donate to nature, donate to, you know, or, you know, I think, yeah, doing beach cleanup stuff, forest cleanup is... Yeah, because listen, if you don't, people don't always have the extra money. Like I don't have always the the money to throw at everything that I want to, but you know, you can also just show up at their events and be in their social media photos so they can say, look at all the people that showed up at this event. You can, you can share their posts. You can, you know, really there's, there's just, there are easy ways to do it. And in this scary time of like, there's so much to do. It can feel really easy to be like, well, I can't do anything. I just need to like lie down and, and kind of let it wash over me. Pick one thing. It's grounding. I promise it'll make you feel better to be directly involved and seeing direct results with things. It'll help your magical practice. Just yeah. One thing. Cool. Love that. Okay. Okay. Number two, two. Learn about your city councilors and selectmen if you're in a town. We, I know we say that a lot, but like those are the people who are in charge of things that impact your daily life. Parking, rent. We, we were talking a lot about the need for rent control yesterday. They're the people who are responsible for accessibility in town, making sure that things are, you know, wheelchair and, and walker accessible. They have the most say in things that happen to you and... Unfortunately, a lot of those representative positions are treated like they're inherited, you know, or like a social club, like a like a fraternity that people just aren't showing up to the polls enough or caring enough about what happens on a town or city level. And the same people just keep getting put in charge. So we could make a lot, lot, lot of change if we just flipped all that around. And that would be measurable, noticeable change. Agreed. And, you know, again, I think 
I think like activism is kind of a muscle, right? And you have to just kind of start working it out. Especially I think if you are just like a person who maybe is like an introvert or like is is sort of like overwhelmed by the situation. So just like learning who those people are Mm -hmm. in your world is a big step because then maybe you don't have any issues right now or maybe you don't have anything you want to address, but something will come up and you'll be like, oh, I know who to reach out for that. Right. And that is actually, you know, anywhere you can add ease into your life (laughs) and and flow Mm -hmm. is going to be great. But, you know, as a business owner, like I had an issue this week with something going on on our block. And I was like, oh, I know exactly who to talk to. My city count, my ward counselor, Christine Medor. Shout out to Christine. Always. We love you. And, um, you know, so that builds your own kind of sense of empowerment in your community too, Mm -hmm. right? I think so much of this is, I mean, I think so much of like part of, you know, the grander plan of the like evil lizard people is truly to make sure we're so exhausted and overwhelmed that we can't do this work, Mm -hmm. you know, but the antidote to that is just start doing it. Right. And, you know, again, start small with one of these things, just know who your person is so that instead of like complaining to your best friend who like lives in three towns away and has nothing to do with where you live, you can complain to your friend (laughs) that is like literally employed to hear your complaints. Right. And (laughs) or ideas. Doesn't always have to be complaints. Yeah, it can be yeah, absolutely good ideas. Um yeah, and it can feel really hard to learn about what's going on in your town because it doesn't have like, you know, our our national representatives have media coverage like 24/7. So it's easy to find out like, you know, what their birth chart is. <laughs> um and it can feel a lot harder to do that on a town level, but see the way I did it because I I feel very tapped into the Salem uh, you political are scene. very and, tapped in. And yes. the way that I did that, honestly, was by infiltrating all the Facebook groups. I mean, I know I it's know. a hot it's like take. one thing and that Facebook is I know, and fa- for. Facebook is evil, and it is run by the lizard people. We know that. But man, the, the people who are politically engaged in the cities and towns are there, and they're talking there. Mm-hmm. So it's easy to start noticing all of these names and then – you know, this is kind of going into number three, which is go to city council meetings. You start to see their faces more. And the thing is, a lot of them are very scared to be confronted. And when they are confronted, they like back down immediately, you know? And so just showing up and getting your representatives to know you as equally as those other people, it's it's really important. And it's like, it is all right there, you know, and you also get to know really wonderful members of the community that way too. I, I talk about my, my North shore crones all the time that I just have mm. like so much respect and honestly reverence for these, these older women who just spend like all their time protesting mm. and bothering the government <laughs> and as they should, be. as they should be. And that's where I found them all, you know? And right. so there's, there's really wonderful community to be found in those little pockets too. So it's not just the political pages. I'm in like all the yard sale swap pages and like the recycle pages and stuff. And that's where all the cool people are. So, <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just saying. And so, yeah, that kind of goes into number three, which is go to a city council slash town meeting. The hot goss is flowing there, I promise. <laughs> I mean, it's a it's a real it's something to watch. 
<laughs> something to do. And, you know, again, even if there's not like some crazy crucial vote happening that night, even if you don't plan to give testimony or speak to anything, what we found was that the counselors that you know, we support, got support from us being there. Yes. And, and you know, would always thank us just for, you know, we kind of occupy this like little like witchy corner that we have taken over. And they, when they knew that they could just look over and see that we were there to support them, that really meant something to them. And that gives them, that empowers them more than to you know, feel good, feel like, you know, they've got some people in the room. Right. And and we bring little charms and crystals and spells and stuff too to, to bring in. City council, but make, make it witchy. But make it witchy, you know, to, <laughs> to make it, you know, add a little extra oomph and a little extra power to it. And it's, it is really important to be there. And a lot of times, you know, you read the agendas and they, they sneak in these weird little votes that you're reading. You're like, okay, appointments, appointments, budget proposals, blah, 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 whatever. I'm sorry. Did they just say that they wanted to raise the Italian flag in honor of Columbus day? That was a wild one. (laughs) Y'all, that was a truly wild one. But you know, they sneak these things in that really speak to the underlying culture of the town and the city. And so once you start speaking to those things i mean those city councilors from then on have just like hated our guts which is fine because yeah they should but it's just a really easy way to see the division you know these these microaggressions that turn into like big city sponsored things you know so yeah very important to show up very entertaining to show up bring just bring a snack like a discreet snack you know and just try to maybe like smoke some weed first and Try to enjoy yourself, you know, because it is really interesting, even though sometimes it seems like it wouldn't be talking about like parking regulations and zoning and like all this stuff. But, you know, there are people talking about these things and that's really where the interest is. And it's really in watching, you know, how these things really get done. That again, I mean, word of the day, empower. Totally, right? totally. Once you feel a little bit more educated, once you feel like you know the dynamics of the room and, and who the people are, then you can really start to feel like you have a handle on really where you can be of use, you know? So yeah, just just go, you know? Yeah. Just go. Try to make a habit of going. It's only, I mean, our city council meetings are only once a month. You know, it's one Thursday a month. We usually like get pizza or something first. Sometimes we get a drink afterwards. It's it's nice. You know, it's nice to know what's going on in town and who's representing you. And here's what I'll say. I know there's like a lot of people in their, well, I'm sure in their 20s too, but in their 30s who are like, what do you do? Like how, where do you go to hang out with your friends? That's not a bar. So make it, make a night of it. You know, it's like, yeah, go get dinner beforehand go to the meeting, and then afterwards maybe you're calling somebody or maybe you're thinking of a way that you can get involved in your town or whatever, you know? Or maybe you're just going on Facebook and being like, man, that city council (laughs) meeting was wild. And then your friends are going to be like, I had no idea there was so much going on. Write an entertaining (laughs) Facebook wrap-up of the city council meeting, Right. right? I mean, and then you'll be the hero of everyone. I mean, we have a couple of those here and shout out to the Salem League of Women Voters because their cover images are always perfect mm-hmm. on their notes. Mm-hmm. Like they did that one from 
a screen cap from Heather's with <laughs> Winona Ryder. Oh, wow. I mean, <laughs> that end, gave just me. just soot all over her in a cigarette. Like, that truly gave me life. And it, yeah. Yeah. So shout, shout out to. I want to, I want to lay this challenge out there to our listeners. Like somebody who's funny and likes to write. I want to challenge you to like get involved in your community in some way and then like write funny blog posts about it or like write funny Facebook posts about it. And, you know, I don't know. I just think that would like attract attention and get people jazzed. Yeah, totally. You know, Definitely. so just an idea. Um, and this kind of flows into number four too, which is like going to city council meetings and getting involved in this stuff can feel really inaccessible because they use old timey flowery language that like seems really inaccessible, but you're very smart. You can comprehend. You're listening to this like, podcast, so we know. <laughs> it's just, you know, our, our official number four is believe that you're smart because they try to get these things biased by being like pursuant to Article 17C <sighs> of Section 12. And they have whatever. all these like procedures and like, you know, president, can you gavel the gavel thing? And, right. You know, whatever. It's... Right. And, <laughs> and so it can feel really like overwhelming and like you don't know what's going on, but if you get those little pings of like, wait, did they just say something super racist? You're probably right. I mean, once you strip away all of that like extra flowery legalese and you just look at literally what they're saying, I mean, like just take the the impeachment proceedings this week. It was a lot of procedure and a lot of bureaucracy and a lot of back and forth. But when you look at the bare bones statements, you've got Marco Rubio saying, even if the president commits impeachable offenses doesn't mean that he should be impeached. Like he literally said that. And they're going to try and tell you that he didn't say that, but he said that. You heard <laughs> you know? it. You heard it. And you're smart. And so, you know, everybody shares that 1984 quote that's like, <laughs> and then the, the, party asked us to told us that we weren't seeing what we were seeing with our eyes it was their final command or something and that's what they're doing they're saying these things and then saying no I didn't say that they're saying that Salem is diverse because we brought slaves here on slave ships and then we say hey you just said our work is done right and and then we say hey you just said that and they say well that's not what I meant but yes it is yeah and we know it is because you just said it. Right. So. so you are smart and you're a witch, so you have intuition. And so if something sounds evil and dark to you, it is. And if you don't know what something means, I mean, if you get if you start getting to know people in town, you can just ask them. The amount of times that I've emailed Christine and said, hey, I saw this thing on the agenda and I have no idea what this means, she answers because she wants me to know what it means because she wants me at that meeting to testify for it, you know? And by the way, if you can't email your city councilor or ward councilor and get that information, they should not be in that office. Mm -hmm. And I feel like there's this situation where people don't even know that that's an option or that they like should be doing that. So it's like, do it because if people aren't responding, you need to know that because those people should not be in office. Right. I also, I do a lot of Googling. Like I definitely Google, you know, what does, you know, HDIP mean because they use all of these weird acronyms for zoning and development stuff. Like I do a lot of Googling and it's a lot of digging, but like, gotta do it, man. Do it. <laughs> and you can. You have a and... Google machine in your pocket right now. I right. know you do. Right. 
And once you start finding out about these things, it becomes like so obvious and so urgent, you know, like once you start figuring out the loopholes that they're using and the the boundaries that they're hiding behind, it's so, so obvious and it's so easy to get other people really fired up about it. So, so moving away from sort of local government mm-hmm. ways of getting involved, number five. Yeah. Are you, are you a working witch? Are you a, an energy healer, a business owner, a product seller? Can you donate any part of your proceeds or any part of your time to targeted communities. Can you offer sliding scale? Can you offer, you know, specific discounts? Scholarship spots? Is there, you know, is there any way that you can make your services accessible? Because, you know, it's not always, you're not always able to donate extra time outside of business. I mean, Erica of all people knows that being a business owner like consumes all of your time, but there's like little pockets in there that you can still make a big difference. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I definitely work that into my business because I know I don't have a ton of bandwidth outside of it. But so we definitely like offer a scholarship for one spot in every one of our workshops for a witch of color. That's how we have that Mm -hmm. set up, right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. And, you know, I know our healers offer sliding scale. And so it's really important to be able to help lift up, you know, people with less privilege. That ultimately is a really, really important thing that, you know, I think most people in their heart of hearts want to do that. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's always like, I, you know, oh, I wish I were a billionaire like these people so that I could just give all of my money away. And it's like, well, you don't have to give all of your money <laughs> away, but you are in a really powerful position of like, you know, of course you deserve to charge these services per hour, but does that mean that, you know, once a week you can offer an hour for free, you know, or right. does that mean that, you know, once a month you can donate, you know, this much to an organization and, you know, that we talk about the community that we're trying to build for after we topple the government of the United States. Right. And so we need to be getting back to that, like community bartering system of supporting each other. By the way, like everything, how we do the world is a construct and we can do it however we want. And if me as a business owner, if I want to be like, you know, like, yeah, I want to pay my people actually like more than, you know, comparable people in that position in other places make because I want them to, I don't want to pay them the bare minimum or whatever it is. You know, you can do that. One of the other ways, you know, I have a store, so we make products that specifically donate the proceeds to an organization. I'm thinking of our Black Lives Matter postcard by- Shout out to Nikini Kill. Nikini Kill (laughs) did an amazing illustration of Witch Boston at the anti-white supremacy rally and people really responded to it. So I was like, okay, well, how can we make a product out of this? And then we all- decided, everyone involved decided that, you know, all of the money should go to an organization. So it's not like my business loses money at all, right? Right. We can just use it as a platform to donate money by, you know, selling this thing. We wouldn't have normally made that money. So again, that's why it's not a loss. It's not coming out of the business necessarily. And, um, and it's part of that being a community leader, mm-hmm. you know, being a business owner who visibly does those things. Lots of ways to do that. And, and again, if we really want to topple the status quo, then we have to get the same people who are, you know, in positions of power because, uh, 
they came from privilege. We got to get them out. We got to get our friends who, you know, are people who are like the smartest, coolest people that we know, but like who, you know, can barely pay their rent and can barely, you know, aren't, can't take care of themselves and, and are really struggling. Like if we start to like lift those people up, the world's going to be so much more interesting. Right. Speaking of white supremacy, you know, as white people who need to start taking a step back from positions of power, like representative positions, it is our job to be providing the self-care and just care in general for more representatives of color, more native representatives, more more of these targeted communities to reach the full potential that we've been allowed to reach because of white supremacy. Like it, it is our job to be providing and giving reparations for right. those things. It's really, really important. And we'll maybe put like a list of our favorite organizations mm. um, that you can do that because I really love Rachel Cargill's fund for mental health services mm -hmm. for- Therapy for Black Girls. Therapy mm -hmm. for Black Girls. I mean, again, like here's these like really specific practical things mm -hmm. where like I have been lucky and privileged enough in my life to be in therapy for many <laughs> many years. And, you know, I don't know where I would be without it. And then you have this population who are like so much more oppressed by patriarchy and white supremacy. You know, they need some therapy mm -hmm. too. And, so, and it is our job to make sure that they're able to access that. Absolutely. It is our job. Absolutely. Full stop. <laughs> absolutely. All right. Number six. So, <laughs> yeah. Six, six is kind of a this a quick is one. so if, cute. I like this one. If you don't have money to give to orgs, candidates, and all that important stuff, you're a witch. Do freaking money spells for them. Send, like, like, send them abundance. You know how to manifest and how to make prosperity happen. So make it happen for those people. And you can make like clear speaking spells yeah. to get like a kyanite in there. But, you know, it depressingly enough, it seems as though money is truly what these candidates need until we overturn Citizens United. I mean, we don't have a like chance in the world unless we actually overturn that. We'll go back to the apocalypse later. So money. Yeah. Money spells. Manifest it. You know how. Like, I know you know how because anybody who gets into witchcraft immediately That's goes the first thing. <laughs> to money spells or <laughs> right, love right. spells, right? Totally. Totally. So I know you know a money spell. Make yeah. a jar. Yeah. Get yourself some honey and a shiny, shiny penny and a green candle or a white candle or a gold or not even a candle and just hold it and- Burn a cinnamon stick. Burn a cinnamon stick and ask that all of the abundant vibes of the cinnamon stick are flowing out into the universe for Bernie Sanders. Or local people, AOC is asking for money. I mean, yes. how much do you think it like kills her to have to be honestly asking for money all the time? I do donate to AOC. Like she's not, yeah. she is not my representative, but I do donate to AOC yeah. because- Well, as I, we've been like I kind of her. <laughs> laughing about this week, I, I've donated to Bernie Sanders and Elizabeth Warren, you know, just a little bit. It was yeah. right after New Year's and I was just like, yeah, all right, I'm going to give them each like 25 bucks, yeah. right? And they text me several times a day, every day. They're down to asking me for $2, which really makes me feel like they're essentially like groveling at this mm -hmm. point. Like, please, I just need $2. <laughs> Where's my $2? <laughs> 
So I'm assuming you've all seen Better Off Dead. <laughs> it's a little unsettling yeah. when you're comparing the like literally the best chance that our universe has for survival to a scene from Better Off Dead, but that's what's happening. Thank you, Citizens United. Yikes. Yeah, and I mean, like, we're at the end of February, on February 21st, we're doing a ritual for reproductive justice because the local abortion clinic, the Brookline Women's Health Services, is in danger of closing if they don't make, like, I think they're only looking for, like, $250,000 or something in the next couple months. So we're hosting a ritual that we will be donating all of the money from ticket sales, but we're also going to do a money, a group money abundance spell for their continued funding. Because as much as I would love to be a rich benefactor that can just give them $500 a month, I can't. And the people that can won't. So yeah. So we're going to do that in addition to giving what we can. You're all invited. There will be information on the Witch the Vote website, www.witchthevote.com. I've been putting a lot more information on there this week, so hopefully it's a more helpful resource than I've been able to keep it thus far. (laughs) (laughs) You do a lot, Paige. Well, it's the, the thing that's hard about it right now is that deadlines for pulling papers for the next election aren't until the spring. So if anybody has ideas for information that you do want to see there, like I've been trying to put just like registration deadlines for voter registration. Maybe I'll make a list of like people that need to get voted out. I don't know. You guys tell me. You tell us, please. Yeah. I love direction. We, we're, we're crowdsourcing this. <laughs> number seven. Oh, number seven. Canvas for candidates. Bring a friend and make it fun. Erica's wife, Melissa, I think is the best example <laughs> of like just jumping into canvassing and like having a great time with it. What? So what is canvassing oh, okay. for somebody who might not know? Mm, great question. So canvassing is basically when you're representing a candidate, you have materials about their platform and their campaign and you're going door to door in the community asking people if they want to talk about it and giving them information if they do. And sometimes you'll have like little door tags to hang on their doors if they're not home or if they don't want to talk. But it's one of the best ways to reach voters because we know that people are more likely to vote for candidates when they've like spoken in person with somebody about it. Word of mouth is just the best way. It sounds really old school. And I know I definitely, the first time I I heard about it, I was like, oh my God, nobody's going to open their door to canvassers. Like that's so annoying. But especially given the popular of people who do vote, which are a lot of older people, it it's really effective. And in small communities, especially, it's really effective because like we said, it's harder to get information about those candidates. And it really is, you know, back down to those like few votes where, you know, you might meet somebody who had no intention of voting, but talking one-on-one with them, now they're going to go vote. And you know, yeah, it can be a little bit of a scary process for an introvert. That's why my wife, Melissa, who is at now.age on uh, Instagram, she does something um, called Wednesday walks where, you know, sometimes she goes to historical sites or nature sites, but they're really um, entertaining. They're, they're entertaining. And, and, but what I'll say is this, like Melissa is a Leo and she is trained in improv and was still nervous to go knock on doors. So like, that's legit. Nobody's saying that you don't have to come out of your shell a little bit and like do something a little hard, but it did make a difference. It does make a difference. And I mean, I was thinking the same thing, like, God, that sounds so annoying. Like, why would this be the way that we do this? Mm -hmm. But for whatever reason, it's like, I guess not annoying to people and it actually helps. Yeah. I mean, the the more like I learn about 
city politics and, and these elections and stuff, the more I was like kind of sad that nobody came to Canvas at my house because like I would have loved mm. to talk to somebody about these signs that I was seeing. But I live in an apartment building. And so that's another way that they make voting really inaccessible is that a lot of times canvassers aren't able to visit apartment buildings. But yeah, so I'm a Leo also. <laughs> and, and these things make me kind of nervous. But I think all the other Leos can relate that it's also like such a rush to be nervous and then like totally nail it. So calling all Leos, like go canvassing. (laughs) And you don't even have to canvass in person. You can also sign up for phone banks as well, in which most of the time you're just going to be leaving a voicemail because most people don't answer their phone if they don't know the number. There's these really cool programs that... Usually you can just do it from your house. I did this when Mayor Kim was running in her last election that they basically just give you a phone number to call and then you like type in numbers from a sheet and it kind of blocks, it reroutes your call through their phone system. So it's not your phone number showing up on somebody else's phone. It's like through the system. And yeah, most of the time you just leave voicemails and you say, hi, I'm canvassing on behalf of Mayor Kim Driscoll, you know, she's running on this platform, elections are this day, please let our campaign know if you need a ride to the polls. And and it's really easy. It's yeah. And if you can't, you know, do that, if you can't walk around, mm-hmm. have a sign. Yeah. Have somebody's campaign sign in your window or on your lawn if you are rich. Yeah, and totally. have a lawn. Just kidding. Uh, yeah, most of the time, because uh, I, I had always been under the impression that you had to like make a donation to somebody's campaign to get their lawn sign, but most of them just want to have a sign at your house and will just, I mean, you should donate to their campaign also, but most of them just want to have a sign there because it's visible. Or a pin yeah, or a, a pin sticker. or a button. Because like, you know, the other thing too is we have this impression of who's voting in these right. elections and a lot of them are like, yeah, old white guys, old white people. But imagine if you're walking down the street and you saw this like really rad witch wearing this awesome outfit and they were wearing and a, a cam- witch the vote tote and bag. And a witch the vote tote bag. And they were wearing a button that said, you know, somebody for ward whatever city councilor. You'd probably be like, oh, maybe I would like that person too because that really cool person is wearing their merch, you know? Be the gateway witch. Yeah, totally. I mean... For your candidates. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Word of mouth is is really, really important. It's great to have a button collection, you know, if you're a magpie witch like I am. Because my, I mean, my activism altar is just filled with people's like campaign buttons and stickers and stuff. And I love those as ritual tools when I'm working with political campaigns. Like I'll, I'll make a lot of like jars and sigils with their materials. And I, I think that's a really powerful way to engage magically as well. And I feel like for a lot of people, like you may not even know there's an election coming until you start seeing those lawn signs pop up everywhere. Mm -hmm. So again, like be a walking lawn sign that lets everybody know not just who you're voting for, but like, hey, there's an election coming. Yeah. You can even like design merch on their behalf. Like I doubt any candidate would be mad if you made them a really rad design and you were like, hey, I'm just going to go walk around our local college campus for a few hours with like this awesome thing you said on my shirt and then they're going to vote for you. You know, like you have so many talents that you can contribute to these things, especially as witches and as creators. And number eight gets back to a point we touched on before, which is like sort of making this a social activity with your friends. Yeah, I mean, don't get me wrong. I love getting together with my friends and just like talking shit about everybody we know. <laughs> However, it would I can com- confirm Paige does love that, <laughs> as do I. I mean, yeah, who doesn't, right? It's the Scorpio. <laughs> <laughs> um, but it would be much more productive and much more positive to be spending that time like 
I don't know, like writing an email to your representative and saying thank you for supporting the Healthy Youth Act, you know, or really quickly saying like, hey, did you hear who's running against Seth Moulton? Because I heard he did something stupid again, you know, (laughs) like start talking shit about your local politicians instead of people you actually, you know, who are just trying to live their lives. Yeah, it's like have a dinner party and you know you're probably going to talk about politics anyways, right? right? Yeah, because you're listening to this. So you probably bring up politics a lot anyways. (laughs) Right. And, you know, maybe you're going to complain and maybe you're going to slip into some despair and all of these things. But what about making that productive at the same time? You know, if you talk about climate change, then maybe at the end of the night so that you're not all leaving like sad. (laughs) (laughs) and disheartened, you know, you've thought of something collectively that you can do to help the situation in some way. And again, I mean, I don't think you need to like radically alter the structure of your dinner party. I think that there are ways of seamlessly working this stuff in, much like I think there are seamless ways of working witchcraft into your life. I think there are seamless ways of working activism into your life, and I think this is one of them. Definitely. Yeah. And I mean, even like we were saying, if you don't want to like just keep doing the same old thing with your friends, going out to dinner, hanging out at somebody's house, like, yeah, organize a beach cleanup. Or maybe if you're, you know, we we talk about like the consciousness raising meetings in the Mm. 70s a lot that are Mm -hmm. kind of this like idyllic picture of like the awakening of the let's face it, white feminist, white straight feminist movement. But, you know, have consciousness raising meetings with your friends, you know, be like, hey, does anybody want to like chip in $5 and we'll all like hang out and talk about this and then give the money to, you know, wherever or get together and do a spell or something, anything. Yeah, (laughs) please. Anything. Anything at all. No, but I mean, I, I just think it's that idea of like, okay, we've talked about it. We've raised awareness. Let's do something. Right. Now. Well, I was thinking like the other day, like uh, I was in therapy actually, and it was like kind of an intense session. And then I left and there wasn't really like a cathartic moment, you know? And so that energy kind of like filtered into the rest of my day in some positive ways, but mostly negative in this <laughs> right. circumstance. And So I was, it really just like got me thinking about that, the importance of having that kind of cathartic experience when you're going into stuff that is like hard and dark and um, frustrating and overwhelming and all of those things. And so, you know, I know that like, I, I probably haven't been at a social gathering since Trump was elected that we haven't talked about Trump or dystopia or the apocalypse or whatever. And then there's no catharsis for that, right? There's no, we're all just leaving with that in our energy. So it's like, think about it from that perspective of like, you could have by sealing that off with some sort of collective action, you're sort of leaving all everything that came before that in this place and you're able to step out of it. Does that make sense? I think it makes sense. Okay, cool. (laughs) You know, it's not in your aura anymore. You can kind of like release it in a really positive and productive way. Just, you know, I think about energy a lot and how it sticks with you and how it needs to be cleared. So yeah, like I said, I mean, I'd venture to guess you're probably going to talk about some serious stuff when you're with your friends. So why not also use it for a productive activist? Just send a quick email. 
quick email all right. of you at once like in right. the time that it would take to like look up somebody from high school's picture of their new baby on instagram right send a, a quick email to your senator and say i can't make it to the hearing for this bill on wednesday but i want you to know that my testimony would be in support and that's it and that's all you have to say you know if you want to tell them a story they like that but it can be so so simple and then you can get back to talking shit about everybody you know and have a great time <laughs> with all your scorpio, all your scorpio gemini <laughs> horrible people friends okay i really like number nine a lot which is can't make it to a meeting or hearing send a magical proxy in your place yeah and this is actually an idea that i kind of swiped from auntie ariel gore's book hexing the patriarchy which is a collection of spells that are just like perfect and wonderful but she did talk at one point and I, I should have definitely had the book here so I can like say the author's name but they were talking about creating some kind of like magical little representative to like go out in the world and do your bidding basically like a poppet or mm. um, you know just something that can stand in for you so you can't make it to every event or every meeting that's okay but sending like a little bit of your energy to it in the form of like a little spell jar or a poppet or a pouch yeah just a that, pouch yeah with somebody that is going we know that makes a difference you know it it's another way to add your your presence to the room and your comfort i mean i was at i love that we should have an event at the store like making political proxy political pouches. proxy pouches, we'll have to come yeah. up with a catchier name but <laughs> i mean you know i love some alliteration so that works for political me. proxy political. pouch workshop <laughs> but you know it's it's just a way to be present when you're not able to be physically present i love that i'm gonna put a pyrite in mine yeah obviously of course you are obviously. <laughs> because you're pyrite <laughs> and number 10 which yeah. is simple and easy it seems simple and easy, but it's really hard because capitalism tries to keep us from doing this, but it's just get to know your community. Get to know who the business owners are in your town. Find out what they believe in. Get to know the people working in the restaurants and in the shops. Get to know the people who are going to city council meetings, who are commenting on Facebook. Just get people to know you. That's community. That's what we're trying to build. That's what comes after this like hot trash fire yeah. mess we have going on right now, yes. you know, is an existence where there is less concentrated power in one place being run by lizard people and, you know, more... I don't even want to say power spread out because at this point, power is such an ugly... Right. <laughs> word when we're, t we're talking about it in this context, but, you know, where communities have more influence. I mean, they already do have more influence in your life than like whatever shit show is going on in DC, but... I don't know. They they really they dictate the culture, right? Like anything could be going on in the the legislation of this country, but what what we respond to energetically and socially are cues from the people around us, you know? And especially like in internet, the internet times that we're, <laughs> that we're in. Um, and we all love, you know, I love sharing memes from my bathtub, right? And like seeing the list of people who looked at it, but how many of those people would I actually like 
know if we passed each other on the street and how many of those people, you know, if we were to have a big event to fundraise for something, like how many of those people would actually come? Like, I don't know where those people are or, you know, we're not reaching out to each other in those ways. And there's so many little pockets of people doing what they can that if we came together, it could be so healing, it could be so productive. And it's just, you know, information is is everything knowing who who's running things who's running the businesses who's running the hotels who's running the and that is really important you know salem is is made up of mostly small businesses and we we do know a lot of the owners but there are a couple of like big businesses that have been around for a while even something like the hospital they have huge political sway and it was something i didn't really think about until we were in those city council meetings voting on the housing referent what was that uh uh, oh, the uh, reuse overlay? Yeah, but what is that called? Why can't I think of it? Ordinance. Ordinance. Mm-hmm. That's the one. You know, you you got these heavy hitters that would come in, like the president of the hospital, and say, like, yo, like, we employ a ton of people. We're obviously needed by a ton of people in this town. We, we, we know who these people are, and we think that this is a good idea. Aside from the hospital, like, coffee time bake shop guy showed yeah. up. and Some you of know, the banks in town send, the banks, like, their, yep. their managers and stuff. And those are and good speak. people to yeah. know whether Insurance. you're in business or not, you know? Totally. So yeah, I think, again, just really trying to explore your immediate world. And I think that, you know, between like everything being a crisis, basically since the year 2001, and us having like tiny machines in our pockets that can tell us anything we want and entertain us at all times, we've all made our worlds really small. And I think that, you know, the the way you start working out this activism muscle is just to start making your world a little bigger and start how can I expand, you know, who my community is? Maybe it's maybe it doesn't just have to be like people I went to college with and people I work with. Mm. You know, maybe you can also have like city council friendships yeah. or, you know, abortion fundraiser friendships Mm -hmm. or, you know, volunteering at an animal shelter friendships. Mm -hmm. I've gone to a couple events with the Democratic Socialists of Boston recently, and I'm really hoping to make friends with some of them (laughs) because they're all really cool. I would go with you to those if I can. Yeah, totally. I I love a Democratic Socialist. Me too. Shout out to the Democratic Socialists of Boston. Y'all are awesome. So those were roughly 10 ways that you can jump in and get involved before it's time to cast your vote in the next wave of elections. Hopefully there's like something in there that resonated or hopefully 10 things that (laughs) resonated. And, you know, if y'all have other ways that you've gotten involved, like definitely let us know. You can leave it in like the, you can even leave it in the review section and just let us know what steps you're taking in your community. You can DM us on Instagram. Like we really want to hear, because obviously we're not doing it, perfectly you know we want to hear what everybody else is doing too so yeah so let's do our elemental inspired questions yeah our new segment so fun so let's start with what are you fired up about okay fired up about well this coming wednesday which will have already passed by the time this comes out there's going to be a hearing in boston for the mashpee wampanoag tribe because they it's a big hairy issue but basically there's land that belongs to the tribe that they want to build what would be a very lucrative 
casino for them on and the state is basically now saying hey no you can't do that because you're not actually an Indian tribe pursuant to this 1934 thing they're literally the the first tribe that from the like the quote-unquote first Thanksgiving story like they are it's they're just, legit it's it's just ridiculous and and wild and there are a lot of like opposers who are trying to lean on this like well you know capitalism and building a casino blah 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 but if it were anybody else trying to build a casino they'd be like this is going to be great for the community yeah exactly exactly so i'm going to be at that hearing i'm fired up in a very scary way because the last hearing that i was at was very hard to listen to because there was just a lot of racism and white supremacy and awfulness but so you're bringing extra black tourmaline yep. <laughs> using extra boundaries in a totally. bottle that morning. Totally. Well, what I felt at the last hearing that I was at was that my purpose there was to be trying to hold space for like the the grief and the, you know, just just give whatever kind of like healing and support that I can for the communities that it's actually affecting. So pretty fired up. I am fired up by what is happening in the impeachment show trial and the fact that we have, I think, officially changed our Facebook status <laughs> from democracy to oligarchy. So I'm just sort of like really interested to see what comes next, like in terms of like where the resistance can really go from here now that we just like know for sure that elected officials are just like not... Not even pretending. <laughs> not even pretending that the project of the constitutional democracy that we're supposed to be living in be upheld. Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's like it's got to go somewhere explosive from here, right? Yeah. I mean, I, I guess basically what I'm saying is it seems as though we've reached a new low. Yeah. And I'm fired up about figuring out like, yeah, where the resistance can go from that new low. Okay, great. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, okay. So um, what are you thinking about? So I am thinking about, I had this really cool moment at, during my, my thrift store circuit <laughs> this week. I, on my days off, I like to go to a few different thrift shops in town and just poke through. And one of them, the Savers in Danvers, I've gotten a few really cool ritual tools from. And this time I found a plaque of the Greek goddess Hebe, Hebe, H-E-B-E, who's the the cupbearer to the gods and she's the goddess of mostly known as the goddess of eternal youth and immortality but is also known as um a goddess of forgiveness and of freeing prisoners amazing and so i felt like her um entrance into my life was a signal that i need to be working more with like ending cash bail with um mm. black and pink boston is a really wonderful organization that connects people with lgbt incarcerated folks yeah I, i'm just really taking that as a signal that i need to be thinking and focusing more of my attention on that the Prison Book Project is something that yeah. you could probably totally get behind. And mm -hmm. um, Melissa does that sometimes. So I yeah. bet she would totally go with you. Yeah, I love the Prison I mean, Book I Project. I'm thinking about this idea that came through the other day. I had a really um, helpful conversation with um, our friend Janine Malone, um, who's doing some consulting for my business. And, you know, I had been feeling some type of way like all week. And then I had this conversation with her and we have pretty much full transparency in our relationship and how we talk about our businesses. And like that alone just helped me feel so much better that all of a sudden I got this download 
that was just like transparency is liberation. Oh, ooh, yeah. Yeah. So I'm just like thinking about that idea and like all of the different contexts that that works in and like really, you know, if I ever have the bandwidth to actually like think through any of these like channeled thoughts <laughs> that come through, that would be one that I'd really want to like flesh out a little bit more because I think that I know for me, like the ways that I have gotten more transparent in my life and definitely in business and in how we talk about money has felt really liberating and really good to have those things out in the light. And I think like a lot more people than you know, maybe are in similar like financial positions as you are, but feel really alone. And so when you're talking about these things and you're more transparent about these things, you can really, people can relate to you and you can relate to people. And again, it goes back to that sort of community of like, we're all probably way more alike than we are different. So yeah, so transparency as liberation. I love that. That's very airy too. Thank you. <laughs> what's next? Okay, so what's grounding you? <sighs> I was like weed. Mm. Um. Oh, yeah. You know what? I'm going to change my answer to weed. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> I'm going to keep my answer. No. <laughs> yeah. Well, okay. So that's just like, let's just say that that's always So weed the is always like, grounding us. Yeah, yeah, totally. So we'll just, yeah. we don't have, yeah. No, honestly, I feel like it sounds like really simple, but completing tasks mm. has been very grounding. Like having um, projects that I've like written down the steps for and then completed has been very, very grounding because I am the queen of starting projects and not finishing or like getting all the things to do a project and not finishing. And so like sticking to a calendar and a schedule lately and actually like accomplishing yeah finishing like an article for the community page or getting an event yeah. on the website or yeah it's it's one of those things that when I lay in bed at night and I'm like okay what should I be anxious about <laughs> while I'm falling asleep I'm like oh actually I, yeah I finished everything I was supposed to today that's been nice <laughs> so it's just been regular anxiety instead of like actually about anything yeah instead of like <laughs> acute triggering anxiety. right 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 um I feel that like having the time and space my week was looking like very crazy and then things sort of strategically fell out of place in a really helpful way <laughs> so that I could get all of my tasks done before I'm going out of town tomorrow. That felt very good and very grounding, you know? So I agree with you on that, weed. Mm -hmm. And also, I think this is just going to end up being the segment where I talk about what I'm watching on TV, which there's a new season of Shrill. Oh, yeah. I keep meaning Hulu. to check that out. And I... I really enjoy that show. I know there's been a, a little bit of controversy around it in the sort of fat positive community, but I think on the whole, it's like a really good show. And I was really, we watched like four episodes last night and it's, it's a delight. So it's not the healthiest way to ground, by the way, being on the couch watching TV, but it's a very accessible one. Listen. And I should gonna... say that I do do grounding meditations. There's a great one in House Magic, How to Transform Your Home with Witchcraft. I do those early and often. Oh, I actually have um, tried your your disco nap method a few times lately. And it's been, it's, it's been pretty nice. Uh-huh. Yeah. Uh -huh. No, it really has. It really has. Did I already talk about that method on here? I don't know. It's not, it's not entirely my method. It's Oprah's method. But I will tell you that if you take a 20-minute power nap, in your day, if you can, when you need to. My method is that I lay on my back. I don't get in my bed. I have like a nap blanket. I stay on my couch. I lay on my back. I set an alarm. I know what you're saying. I can't nap. 
I know what you're saying. And that's what if I said. If I nap, I'll be groggy. I know. I know what you're thinking. I know you're thinking all those things. But in this particular instance, you're wrong. Yeah. I mean, I got to say, it was really the like making myself stay on my back that I felt like made it successful. And it really did feel a lot more like meditation. And when yeah. I when I got up, like I felt high. Like yeah. I was like, oh, okay. Um, yeah. I'm ready to go. Yeah. It really is like a meditation. I mean, I definitely fall asleep or fall into some other state that feels much longer than 20 mm-hmm. minutes. Mm-hmm. And I, it definitely gives me that little boost. But yeah, I guess like Oprah used to bring like a mat to her studios and every day she'd just a like take a nap on her mat. Power nap. I know. I've thought about doing that at the shop. But okay, Oprah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. All right. How are you caring for yourself? I mean, other than the disco naps and the um, weed. <laughs> and the weed. <laughs> It's it's like that old game that's like, I'm going to the picnic and I'm bringing mm-hmm. a spoon. I'm going to the picnic and I'm bringing a spoon and weed. Like, <laughs> um, Yeah, how have I been caring for it? Well, so for our in bulk celebration, we're doing obviously a lot of spring cleaning around the house and I'm trying to get rid of a lot of shit, mm-hmm. you know, and it feels good feels real good so i've been i've been giving away stuff on the the local buy nothing facebook group one of my You're favorite fan of. networking mm-hmm. uh groups i mean it's i just think it's a great idea you know you don't oh, yeah. need things somebody else does and it's great it agreed keeps, yeah so yeah I've, I've just been getting rid of things it's awesome that is awesome yeah because yeah all of that stuff is like stuck energy in your space yeah well and like just investing more time in like making our home nice and like decorating because that's something that I never prioritized because I was I mean I this is the first time I've lived somewhere for longer than a year in like 10 years and just in my whole life I feel like all of my houses have been in like you know, three-year increments. So putting like decorations and putting down roots has never been a priority. And now I'm starting to realize that like, oh, it's really important for like Mm -hmm. being in your space. So I love that. It's nice. There's a great book you should read. Oh, is there? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I I definitely will say that like working at Housewitch has (laughs) has brought like a lot of that reality to my attention. I I don't know how people are getting by, like, just in general without being, like, cloaked in softness at all times. Right. (laughs) And, like, smelling a, like, cozy candle wrapped in softness. That's my coping mechanism. Cozy candle wrapped in softness. (laughs) Yeah. I am caring for myself by setting – well, by setting aside enough time today to do all the things that I need to do before I go on a trip. I don't love to travel, so I have a little bit of anxiety about that. So I really made sure that I kept today sacred and have plenty of time to do the things I know I need to do in order to start that trip on a good good foot. I'm talking to my best friend after we do finish up this podcast. But before the Super Bowl. Before the Which Super Bowl. I had no idea was this weekend. <laughs> and, you know, my best friend is also a therapist. And I have to tell you, like, if you can make that happen for yourself, it's, it's, a, it's a killer combo. Yeah. So that and yeah, just the fact that I'm going on this trip with two of my favorite gals in the whole world that I find really inspirational and supportive. And we're going, you know, sort of specifically on an inspirational, an inspiration finding trip that is still work-related so I can feel good about 
that I'm in my nine of wands month in my wheel of the year. For those of you who aren't familiar with the Smith weight interpretation, that's like a man with a bandage on his head holding nine <laughs> wands. Kind of how I feel right Really now. been through it. <laughs> and, and Working hard. Still going. <laughs> um, but this sounds like a really fun way to do some work uh, next week that won't feel like work. I'm sure. And then spiritual practice that you want to share. Yeah. I mean, we, we talked about like sending your magical proxy to yeah. to events and stuff. So the hearing that I was at last week, I brought a little spell jar with me. I've been working with this honey that comes from a really rad beekeeper from Western Mass. Um, they're, they keep bees on Instagram. You should totally mm. check them out. They have a zine called Radicalize the Hive. That's awesome. But I've been working with their honey a lot in my spells and it feels really, really good. So I filled the jar with some honey and pyrite and carnelian. And I intended to do this really simple spell with just a piece of paper in the jar, but then it actually turned into a much more complex, like burning and putting the lid on and trapping the smoke inside. Mm. And it, yeah, it's just been really fun to kind of go into more of my spells without a plan and just kind of let things move. And so I highly recommend like improving your spells a little bit. I love that. I kind of improved a spell this week too, but first I want to say that Melissa and I did a couple's year, wheel of the year tarot spread for ourselves, which is something that we've done in years past and I just we hadn't gotten to it uh until a couple days ago and I I kind of insisted you know I was like let's just do this let's like see what our year looks like and it was like so helpful because we have a really we got some really nice cards when I was telling Janine she was like brag much um <laughs> so I just I really like that I really like being able to set an intention with your you know significant other to be on this journey together you sort of know what the chapters of the journey are going to look like or might feel like and you know I think it's a nice way of like establishing a partnership like this is our year and this is how we're going to go through it as partners I also consulted some tarot cards this week about some business like related stuff which is something I haven't done in a while and it actually felt like really nice and I got some really clear answers and I had asked my um, witchy grandparents whose wedding photo I now have on my desk for their guidance and like felt like I got it pretty much like right away. So that was really cool. And they were cautious, but not judgmental, <laughs> mm -hmm. <laughs> which I, I think is like ideal grandparents. Yeah, yeah totally. ideal grandparents. Totally. They're like, I'll give you $5, but I don't know. Right. <laughs> it was sort of like, it was sort of like, yeah, do this, but make sure you like do your homework on it first. Have and I was up. like, which is like, for me as a Gemini, I'm usually like, fuck that homework. No. Like, <laughs> so, but it like felt kind of nice to have like this ancestor say like, okay, but you know, just to be a grandpa, I guess, you know, your grandparents can be your grandparents, even if they're not this earthly plane. It's true. In fact, they insist on it. <laughs> Sometimes, yes. Well, I did our invitation spell, actually. Oh, nice. I invited them to offer me assistance in this particular question I was having. And, and you know, I think when you do that, you know, it's just like manifesting. You really want to get clear on what you're trying to manifest. And so, you know, you really want to be clear on like what you're asking for in terms of, you know, if you're asking people who are not on this plane, I think, to be as specific as possible. So, yeah, that was that. Cool. cool. Well, I feel grounded now. I do too. I feel grounded and fired up and ready to think about 
all sorts of things. Yeah. And I, I really want to hear all of your, your, you guys's, you witches, <laughs> y'all's, uh, <laughs> uh, um, answers to these questions too. Cause you know, it is really helpful to hear what other people are doing and going through and just support each other that way. So thank you guys for listening to us. Thank you in advance for talking to us. Like I said, if there's anything that you want to see on the Witch the Vote website as far as information or things you want us to be boosting on Instagram, please stay in touch. We're we're everywhere. <laughs> Very accessible at all times. <laughs> we're everywhere. No, truly. Witches are everywhere. It's true. Yeah, we're on Gmail at witchthevote at gmail.com, facebook.com slash which the vote at which the vote on Instagram and which the vote.com on the interwebs. So there's a lot of, there's no excuse for not getting in touch. This, Talk to us. This is, this is still your grandparents talking. I'm a Gemini. <laughs> <laughs> I'm a Gemini. I want to talk to you. Totally. All right. Thanks so much. Thanks for listening. And remember casting your vote is casting a spell. <laughs>